Rodrigo. We're talking all about it. Bop or flop. We're getting into it. Radio podcast host, Kane Sullivan extraordinaire. How are you? You're good, very welcome. Good, good. I'm ready. I've been swatting up on Livy. I've been watching the interviews. I've been listening it all. I'm ready to get into it. Let's get into it then. What's your, what way did you encounter her, I suppose, the first encounter being maybe driver's license probably, yeah. and then the album. What do you think of the album? Because obviously you're sour. a big pop. Yeah, sour, or, sorry. Yes, Sour, the first album. Because obviously you're a big pop head, mm-hmm. same as myself. Yeah. I'd be curious of your initial reactions to that and were you as enamoured as the general public seemed to be, and I suppose even like the wider pop fan it seemed like it was something really exciting was happening and generally there was a positive groundswell with her and people thought the album was good and thought she was good did you feel the same um I definitely wasn't as enamored with her as everybody else so like she broke through it did like at the start I was like I remember seeing her in the midweeks number one UK charts being like huh who's this who's this and then Learning about her, there was the whole Joshua Bassett thing. I think you remember this whole episode of Bandwagons on it. Yeah. Broken it down. Uh, In which we said, iconically, uh, Sabrina Carpenter would be the one that would that would win out. We thought hers, <laughs> we thought her comeback song was better. And who is talking about skin by Sabrina Carpenter? Fuck all people. That's that's for flop culture. <laughs> that's that is. flop culture. That's just that moment. <laughs> just that moment. Well, get breed, come on. Um so yeah, I don't know, like I I'm still kind of I think I like driver's license no I do but it took me a while to get there I kind of was more interested in the discourse around driver's license than I was in the song itself same and then kind of Deja Vu came out and I was like okay good for you then really hammered it home for me I was really into that I listened to Sour I liked it I liked some of the songs I think it grew on me over time Um, especially Traitor really grew on me Traitor's very good Deja Vu I really liked Brutal but there's a good half of the album I haven't gone back to um, so I was a bit, I wasn't in, in agreement with like the massive critical acclaim that she got for it, but I also did think the constant comparisons were a bit unfair. Okay, constant comparisons to? Well, I think the gall, I don't want to get you in trouble with the Swifties, but the gall of Taylor Swift. We're behind Swift. the paywall, it's fine. <laughs> and we will have, we have to talk about the Swifties of it all, yeah. and Taylor Swift of it all, so. And the gall of Taylor Swift to come after her for Cruel Summer. Like, are you the first person to, to, to scream and to shout in a, in, a, in a bridge? Yeah, so what sure. you're referencing there is that Deja Vu, she sings, she, or sorry, she doesn't sing, she shouts at the bridge, uh, everything is all reused, I'm not going to do it, but you know what it sounds yeah. like if you've heard it. Um, Taylor Swift essentially came after her for writing credits and Jack Antonoff for The Bridge of Cruel Summer which again shouting I love you ain't that the worst thing you ever heard yeah. the only the only direct comparison in my opinion is that they're shouting and in a like, bridge to, yeah in a bridge Taylor Swift didn't invent bridges or nope. shouting didn't like I think there could be an argument that she didn't even invent shouting in bridges there have to be other examples you know what I mean yeah I can't think of them but there must be there ha- there, be. They're, like they're oh, anytime I think about it it makes me angry like to think about that situation because again obviously at that point Olivia is very much a student of the school of Taylor Mm -hmm. there are there were a lot of comparisons even before Taylor came after for writing credits I think Olivia explicitly said it in one interview that she was inspired by that song yeah (sighs) and then for it to just end that way in this thing of like what could have been you know mentor mentee for it to now actually be this tabloid fodder kind of thing Mm -hmm. and also potentially material for Sour, which we'll talk about a bit later on. In some ways, I do think that stands to Olivia, but in other ways, it just kind of makes me very sad. Me too. I feel like they were... I just feel... 
I honestly felt so. Uh, New Year's Day is a track. There's another uh, Taylor Swift interpolation on Sour. One step forward and three steps back. Which yeah, which was which was cleared prior it's the to the pia- release. Yeah, it's the piano. It's New, yeah, Year, yeah. New Year's Day. Is yes, that it's New, yeah, New Year's yeah. Day. Is, yeah, it's the Taylor Swift song. So it's like you got your interpolation. She clearly loves you. She looks up to you the way you, in the, the same doe-eyed way you looked up to Shania Twain or Dolly Parton when you were coming up Taylor Swift. And then to like, I genuinely just feel like she Taylor got frightened by how big Olivia was coming. I was like, I want a piece of that. So then obviously the Paramore thing happens and that felt more fan-driven, like fans making the comparison. Mm. And am I right in saying that Olivia's group kind of reached out to Paramore in like fear of them? Yeah, because I think Rather than Paramore come and looking for it. And so the songs we're referring to there are Good For You and Misery Business. Which again, if any... any, any credit was going to be given, that's where it would have been given, in Agreed. my opinion, and yeah. not deja vu in the shouting, right? Agreed. I think that's kind of fair, right? Hayley Williams, I'm 95% sure, came out in an interview and was like, it came from a her camp. It wasn't like we weren't banging them in the door looking for writing credits or money or yeah. anything like that. <laughs> Whereas, like, again, there's no such word from Taylor's camp or anything like that. Not that she ever would, because she's. She doesn't need to say anything now, and mm-hmm. she never will, unless it like really actually benefits her or something that's really actively against her. But she's just in that superstar status where it's like, I don't have to say anything and life will go yeah. on and all that yeah, jazz. Yeah. But it was a thing of they actively sought that out. Like And then the fans were getting comparing brutal to Elvis Costello, and it was like, Elvis, you gotta take some money, and I was like, no, she knew what she wants. Mm. All artists are flexible, flexible. So I just felt like that was the kind of I don't know, spectre of the album that kind of maybe ruined it a bit and I felt that was unfair, but I also don't know if like, like people were talking about her sweeping the Grammys that year and I didn't think she was it. So.